I'm Zach from Floor, and I'm hanging out with Rob at Front Row Live. Zach, what's up, Duke? Uh, I'm super excited to actually reunite with you. I didn't realize this was a reunion until I saw that Sunderland was uh, the original band. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but like 10, 11 years ago, we did an acoustic session at Richard Rain's house oh for Punk Videos Rock. <laughs> oh my gosh you know i don't remember that but it's like i have a vague memory it's very um uh, it's it's murky i think would be the best way yeah. to try it. <laughs> 10 years is a long time man it's but such it's a long good, time it's good to see you again <laughs> likewise likewise and one of my one of the things that like i noticed was like not only were you guys so young then uh trying to like kind of figure out your sound and who you guys were as artists but you weren't a lead vocalist then you were a guitarist then so yeah. I'm curious like what that transition was from going from guitar to now lead vocalist for floor yeah I mean basically I said McKinley you're not good enough uh <laughs> no, it, it wasn't like that at all um we just started writing different music um I started taking like a lot more control of what I wanted to write and uh, what I wanted to say and it started making less sense for McKinley to be singing it and started making more sense for me to be singing it essentially. Uh, and it was really natural. McKinley was really into the idea, liked the new stuff we were writing uh, and kind of gracefully said, let's do this switch. Let's uh, I'll start playing guitar. He starts singing and let's see what happens. <laughs> and floor happened. <laughs> Did you guys at one at, at all like consider to, to keep the name uh, during this transition or did you guys already know like we should also change the, the band name? No, nah, we, we knew we totally wanted it to be like a different identity completely. Um, we mm -hmm. loved what we accomplished with Sunderland, but we were ready for a new chapter or not even a new chapter, a new book. You know, we were ready to just throw that one away and start completely fresh. Um, and we did. We like we disappeared for a really long time and then came back and, and basically said we're ready to do this again um and then that's when floor was started existing man, <laughs> man. and and yeah it's 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 you guys have been definitely on on quite the journey and now you just dropped the third record uh which is another incredible release that you guys have done uh talk to me about future shine and Coming into this record, especially because the last two years have been either slow for some people, wild for others, but but as artists, I feel like it, it allowed you guys to be able to focus more on your songwriting and more on your music before releasing any new material. So what was that process like uh, coming in as a band and saying, all right, we're ready to start working on that third record? Yeah, um, it was different than any time before because literally no thought went into it the world and we said we are also going to be shutting down like we aren't going to be trying to make music I wasn't particularly excited to write music during that time because I wasn't I didn't think I was writing compelling stuff that needed to be heard during a, and during all the stuff that was going on it really felt like I didn't have anything to add <laughs> um, and so for the first year like 2020 we just kind of chilled out we just relaxed but at the end of the year we said we're ready to start making music again we're ready to say some things uh, we've had a full year to just decompress and realign and find what's important to us and what gets us excited and what we want to talk about um and so that there was literally no pressure um which was great 
because I think we, as floor, we create our, our best work when there's no pressure. And all it was, was just the four of us getting back in Dylan's studio together and um, taking our and um you know just getting back to the roots and writing music as four people that love music and four people that love each other um and it was just the most collaborative the most natural process it i i hope that we can replicate what we had during these these couple of months of writing because it was it was the best it, it really was it was a, a magical moment um and it made us feel like, you know, 16 year olds again, playing in Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that chemistry like when you guys started writing together? Because this was a collaborative, uh, collaborative effort. So um, did you feel that you guys were on different levels as far as the writing goes? Or did you feel like like this time around the entire like every member was on that same uh, kind of level for for the songs? everyone elevated everyone brought it to the same like where it needed to be to get it done um it's funny because we hadn't seen each other two of us live in hood river two of us live in la we hadn't seen each other we hadn't hung out we like barely talked um during the whole bit so when we got back together none of us really knew what to expect none of us were prepared for um to just get back into it. But I, I think I, at the end of the day, we knew that's what would happen because we're best friends in the band that have been doing this for as long as we have. Of course, we're gonna reconnect immediately. Um, but it was, it was a good feeling to know that we can just step right back into it as quickly as that. Um, and like I said, everyone elevated, everyone brought new stuff to the table. McKinley was pitching on lyric ideas throughout the whole thing. Every time I'd hit that like, writer's block wall he'd step in and be like hey let's say this and we're moving forward again because that's been a, a thing in the past so i'll just get stuck on lyrics and sit there for like a whole day and be like all right let's scrap the day and let's uh let's try again tomorrow but with mckinley there to kind of like push that forward dylan to push it musically and uh take he really took the production to a, a place that we've never seen him before uh, he'd stepped it up and um just got the spirit of the songs pretty much immediately, which made it really easy to just flow through and make it happen. As you talk about Dylan, because uh, he basically produced the record, correct? Yeah. Um, so when you guys work with a producer outside of the band, like they're able to have you listen to something you haven't heard before or, or try things you haven't done before, step out of that comfort zone. Yeah since you guys have been together and know each other like really well, you guys are best friends. Like how was Dylan able to get you guys out of that comfort zone um, and try different things and new things for this record? Yeah. Well, Dylan has a ton of experience working with different artists and he never really put the brakes on during he kept working. He kept producing songs, writing songs. And so through all this time, Dylan's just getting better and better at what he does. He's getting new ideas He's getting different input from people he hasn't worked with before and people that he loves working with. Um, and so he was really able to bring all of that in and all that expertise and all that knowledge. And um, he just, he made it, what's the best way to say? Um, in a way, <laughs> in a way he didn't really push us out of our comfort zone. He just made our comfort zone so comfortable. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is like a perfect environment to be like, it's the perfect environment for me uh, in reality. I, I like to be very um, in control of what's going on. And I like to know that there's a direction and that there's um, an end goal. And Dylan's really good at reassuring that and like letting you see the steps to get a song to that place. Um, and so he, he didn't really push the boundaries as much as um, trusted the process, which is all I need out of a producer. Vocally, what did you do different uh, this time around? Uh, how did you try different vocal ranges or, or get back to more comfortable ranges, but just tweak them a little bit? Like what, what did you do on this album? On this album, well, we, we brought the vocals really forward, um, which I think is pretty apparent right from the get-go. Uh, and that's a, that's a different thing for us. We usually have them tucked away and angelic and ethereal, um, ethereal, sorry. And um, we knew this time it was going to be more important for us to have lyrics and thoughts that connected with people. That was the main goal this time. We wanted to make sure that people immediately understood the story of what we were trying to sing about because we want people to instantly connect with them. Uh, we wanted people to just feel like they were a part of it or like it was a past life of theirs or they could see themselves being this in the future. Um, and so, we knew that the that vocally I needed to step up and be able to bring it to the front and be confident in that. Um, and really all I did was just <laughs> once again, trust myself. Like I, I know, I knew what I was capable of vocally. Uh, I know that I can really bring it live. And so I think we caught some of that, that live energy, um, just like raw and expressive, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. It may be a little wild uh, at times, but Dylan's pretty good at taming a wild thing in, when, we're, when we're producing it. Um, and so I think that that's really just what I did. I, I allowed myself to, to just get uh, a little bit crazier with it. <laughs> in the past, why would you say that you didn't have the vocals up front? Uh, is it a vulnerability issue? Like what, what do you think it has been for you? Yeah, it is absolutely a vulnerability thing. And it's also a lot of the bands that I liked, I mean, their vocals were up front, but you still couldn't understand them. Like if you're singing along with Phoenix, half the time I'm making up the words that I'm singing along. Uh, and that's like one of my favorite, favorite bands. Um, and so I think that had an impact on me because I would get more attached to how it sounds rather than like what is being said or if you can understand it. Like, I just want the whole thing to feel like an art piece and feel like it's flowing and beautiful. Um, and I pretty much discovered that you can still do that without hiding your vocals away. Uh, and it took, I don't know, however many years and people prodding me and telling me that's possible for that to happen, but we got there. <laughs> would you say it's easier to be vulnerable on lyrics than it is on your voice? Yeah, I think I would. Um, but, but they're both pretty scary for, you know, it's like, I guess I'm, I'm learning now as I get older that it's, it's not, um, it doesn't need to be scary to be vulnerable. You know, it, it, people can, will interpret what you say and what you do, however they want to, uh, and to kind of like 
scare yourself or be worried about what people are going to think about that is it's so out of your control and so much wasted energy that I'm, I'm glad that I'm past it. <laughs> but like, I, so I'm, I guess vulnerability doesn't scare me anymore, uh, which is nice. Um, and I'm glad that I got there. The growth, the growth is good. <laughs> Evolution is happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, since you were for this album, since you guys did put the vocals up front uh, more than the instrumentation, what kind of impact did that have on Kyle with the drums? Uh, honestly, I think some of Kyle's work. He's still in the band, said, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's done the best work on this album. And it's apparent because, like, the drum cover videos are just coming in constantly. Everyone Gosh. wants to play along the big shot. Like, people are playing along to play along. Uh, it's nuts. And, like, he, he was he didn't have to take a back seat, you know, me bringing my vocals forward doesn't mean that everyone else has to diminish. Um, and everyone really, they understood that, that, that they weren't supposed to be scared or, or change anything about how their how the instruments and how that makes up floor. Uh, cause it's equally as important as my voice and my melodies. Um, they, they always will play this back and forth game of, <clears throat> like who floor is and and our identity um but yeah kyle just really went wild with this record i uh i'm a bit of a drummer myself and so i usually try and drum along with our songs in this album i can't uh he he just went above and beyond <laughs> like i give up yeah he, he's the drummer <laughs> with these uh, 11 tracks um I, I feel like and you kind of mentioned them as well i feel like big shot and uh and play along are some of the tracks that are kind of like fan favorites but for you personally like what track do you see like the most reception and now that the album is out i am really glad to see that people are attaching the clouds um that's kind of like it was an important song to me but it wasn't really like resonating within our like our world so much um everyone loved it and everyone appreciated it but once we released the album and everyone started finding clouds and hearing clouds, like people started messaging us about it. You can see it in the streams, like people are connecting with it. Um, and that's, that's just like awesome for me because I really, really like that song. Um, and I, I really wanted to have a new life with the fans. Um, yeah. Sorry, I kind of forgot the question there. I just got so excited about you, talking no, about you, that. <laughs> <laughs> you answered it. You answered it. Now, as far as challenges with this album, like what song would you say like was being difficult to either write, finalize, or record? Um, you know, we bumped into a lot of issues with Gotta Do Something, um, which is surprising because the, the place that it landed, I think, is perfect um and obviously that's another song that people are really really getting behind but it took a while to get us to a spot where we are comfortable with that song we had a couple different melody ideas that weren't quite as um anthemic and energized as they needed to be and it's always hard to change a melody um once you like get it in your head but we found a new one that kicks ass and um and uh, production wise there's a whole lot going on uh so we had to thin back a bunch of layers before it finally got to a place where everything was working together. Uh, and that was more a, a Dylan uh, issue, but 
he got it there and we're proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> so now that this album is out, uh, you guys are just recently announced a, a North American tour for it um, for September. I believe you guys are kicking it off September 20th in Florida. What can fans look forward to on this run? Um, and, you know, what are you looking forward to most for this for this tour? It's been what? It's been, it'll be three years since we've headlined, I think, when, like just a little, like two and some months. So uh, it will be incredible for us because headlining is always its own beast. It's so fun to be able to control the show and like tell the story that you want to tell. Um, so we're going to do a lot of Future Shine. Uh, it's going to be pretty much all about this album because we're so proud of it. And it's really just taking over our world right now. But we're definitely going to go back and, and hit some of the, the classics and some of the favorites. Um, but we're just so excited to experiment with our, um, like our ability to put on a show, I think. I think I'm ready more than ever to step into a new role as, um, as the front man to just make sure that every show is an experience, um, but also every show is as floor as it can get. Um, which is, I think, joy and comfort and just singing along in a room with all your favorite people, you know? I'm looking forward to that tour. Uh, and, you know, there's there's not that many bands that uh, I'm always, like, eagerly excited to watch. Um, there's obviously there's bands that I like prefer listening to the album and there's others that I like, I love listening to the album, but I also love that live experience and you guys are one of them. So I'm looking forward to that tour. Um, now to close us off with these 11 tracks that you have on this album, what would you say, uh, which track would you say was your proudest moment? I was really proud of us. Oh gosh, this is tough. There, I'm so proud of so many of these songs, man. <laughs> I thought I had a good answer here, and then I, I started thinking about. I know it. you. You came in hot. I was like, "Oh, no, he's ready." <laughs> I wanted to go with 24 off the top because I'm really proud of us for pushing our boundaries there. We don't normally do songs like that. We don't normally do like the darker, sadder, like cynical songs. Uh, and I think we really nailed that one. But I'm actually, I've got to be most proud of Big Shot. I. Like I went for a melody that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to like scream out. Um, and I managed to do it and it was insane. And at first we thought it was like the most funny thing because it was just a big joke. Um, but we turned that big joke into a huge anthem. And I think that's like my proudest moment. I think that's what I have to go with. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in saying that, I hope that that's one of the songs that we get to see on the, on this uh, upcoming tour. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for reuniting with me. I'm uh, super excited that this album is out. And uh, like I said, I'm super excited to catch you guys on tour uh, later this fall. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> it was good chatting with you. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.